Hey, Comet fans, it's time for another episode of the Comets Podcast. And this season, I'm happy to announce we have a new sponsor, Huntington University, and they have got a terrific deal for all you Comet season ticket holders. If you are a season ticket holder, you can take advantage of 25% off, yes, 25% off all tuition at Huntington University. Take advantage of this amazing deal. All you have to do is contact your ticket rep or the Huntington University Admissions Office. They're on Online programs are some of the best in the country, so take advantage, season ticket holders, 25% off all tuition. Get that offer today at Huntington University. All right, on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Huntington University Comets Podcast. Yes, it's going to take me a while to get that down, so let me practice it one more time. The Huntington University Comets Podcast. There we go. I think I got it straight. Shane Alberani with you here today and as always on this wonderful podcast that everybody seems to be enjoying and that's why I brought it back for a second season. So thanks everybody for listening to the first 20 some episodes and thanks for listening to the one we snuck in on you during the summer as Doc Emmerich came to town, sat in my office and uh, we had a nice little chat. So if you didn't hear that one, why didn't you? Now you can go back and you can listen to that because now we are available on iTunes. So the season premiere is right now and we have got a twofer for you. That's two, two interviews, two special interviews. The first interview I have is something a little unique. We like to go behind the scenes every once in a while. And last year I interviewed Turner Watson, the uh, the arena announcer, the hype man, if you will. And today I have got Mitch Meinholz. You might not know who Mitch is, but you've probably seen him around the arena. Mitch is one of our promotions guys, our ticket guys, and actually the guy who's responsible. If you're a season ticket holder, he's the guy you need to call to take advantage of that 25% off tuition. Yes, Mitch Meinholz is the guy. He also does a lot of things on game day, not just sell tickets or do promotions. He actually does a lot. So I sat down with Mitch real quick, and we talked a little bit about the promotions coming up this season. It's going to be a fun year of Comet Hockey, not just on the ice, but also your in-arena experience as well. We've got a lot of specialty nights, a lot of cool jerseys, and a lot of stuff going on all season long. Now, the second part of this podcast is a guy you might know. Oh, Sean Sidlowski. Yes, Sean Sidlowski, the former ECHL MVP. He is back for season number seven with the Fort Wayne Comets. Wasn't able to get him for some reason. I don't know what it was last year. We just didn't get together, but uh, we got together finally a couple weeks ago and uh, a great conversation. Sid and I, of course, known each other. Uh, we go back seven years, obviously, and he is a good guy, and we have got uh, some great stories to share with you. Uh, we talk about his bold pants choices, a story about how I inadvertently locked him out of his uh, apartment and his car and his keys and his wallet. It was a whole mess, and I think maybe that was the reason Sid uh, didn't come on last year. I think maybe he held a grudge. But we cleared that all up, and also we cleared up, uh, you know, any bad feelings that he has towards his new teammate, A.J. Jenks, and uh, we dispelled uh, some rumors there uh, with their relationship. So it was a great talk, and it's a great episode. So glad to be back, and we're going to be bringing you these episodes every Tuesday. So keep an eye out on Twitter, Facebook. We'll post uh, when they are available on iTunes. So I am going to stop babbling now, and I'm just going to go ahead and lead in to Mitch Meinholz. First of all, Mitch, um, what do you do 
I'm not saying that to be funny. I literally don't know exactly what you do because around here, we all do one thing, a bunch of one thing, and then a little of everything. So what is the one thing you do, Mitch? Gosh, you are right. When it comes to that, uh, you know, everybody says it best by everybody wears a couple different hats. And I do a lot of the uh, ticket stuff during the season, uh, ticket sales, group events, uh, hospitality stuff. And when we get uh, into the summertime, it's uh, a lot of what you do as well, a lot of the corporate stuff, making sure our sponsors are taken care of and all that good stuff. So, And then when it comes to game nights, while you're up in the booth, uh, we're kind of running stuff down by the Zamboni area, making sure everything's going all right on the ice. So, But you're also very important because you're the guy who fills the CO tanks, right, when we score a goal? Yes. And because uh, no goal would be complete without Mitch. Well, yeah. It it gets incompleted a few times as as we've all seen, but uh, that that responsibility is being taken over by someone else this year. So I'm uh, I'm thrilled because sometimes it's a little difficult to get those suckers to work over there. So you know we do what we can, but when they work, fabulous. So what else do you do game nights? Obviously, you're just not filling the 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 tanks. You're doing other things. Well, what what people don't get, I think, is behind the scenes of sports is how much time it uh, it takes to get everything put in. And like you know, you have to show up early for you get your interviews done, talk to the people. For us, it's kind of the same way. We show up early. We have to make sure everything is ready for the evening. So in the Coliseum, it's a big place. We got to go all around the building, make sure we have. You know, our props ready for the games, um, everything ready for uh, the evening down by our room or we, we need to make sure our game night staff is prepared. The CO2 is set up, all that good stuff. Um, and then usually when game starts, we're out front uh, answering any questions that uh, fans may have and doing all that kind of stuff. And then uh, when the game starts, you know, we have, uh, we have a script we kind of follow, but you never know what might happen. We've had it where the chuck-a-puck car won't start, and uh, we've literally had that sucker rolling in as the period sounds. Uh, so you have to think on your feet, and you have to make do sometimes. So it, uh, it it can be interesting, and it doesn't always go to plan, but that's okay. So, now, But you also have a distinction. You uh, used to run in the goalie races, and Mitch was severely injured. It was actually it's a badge of honor. I see the scar right now as we're doing this on his head, and so to, to tell you that uh, you know there are a lot of heroes out there, and Mitch is one of them because it was a nasty spill, and he got right back up, put that help that head back on, and went back out next time, right? Yeah, not my proudest moment <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, I let the uh, let some of our interns get the best of me on that one and talk a little talk a little garbage to me prior to you know as. Uh, We've been around the organization. You have obviously a long, long time. I've been seven plus years now, so that's a, a kind of a veteran here. And you get the young kids that are saying, "Well, you won't do that anymore. You won't do that anymore." Well, yeah, I will, and I'll <laughs> and I'll beat you too. And I did, but did I really win? I don't think so because I came away with uh, quite a scar to prove it, and a lot of too many stitches, too many. But you have a cool story now. Sure, sure. <laughs> something like that. But you could walk into the locker room uh, after that game and say, "Hey guys, you know, I don't think you're really giving it your all. Look, look what happened to me tonight." That's 110 percent right there. <laughs> I even recruited Icy to come out the other end and knock them both down to give me a little. You know, I might not be the fastest, 
but I'm definitely the smartest over these young kids. I know how to recruit people. So you recruit Icy to help you take out these young, fast soccer players. I know what I'm going up against. I'm no, I'm no fool. <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize how much goes into these games. I mean, there is a lot. And considering the staff the Comets have compared to other teams in the league, it's quite remarkable the, the, the stuff we manage to do night in and night out considering how few people we actually have. It really is. It really is. And, and we see it every year. We go to these off-season meetings and we see the, the sheer size of some of these staffs. Um, sales staffs, game night staffs, and everything is so separated. And I think that's what makes us uh, – so much of a family here and even between the 10 11 you know 15 of us who are in the organization who run it day to day um like i said we all wear a lot of different hats uh we're kind of full menu when it comes to sales everybody can do a little bit of everything which is good which means you don't have to pass a lot off which means you don't have to have as many people and uh you know we take pride in that over a lot of the teams that have you know 20 sales people and, you know, we're blessed with a very good fan base as well, so that helps. And also, another a lot of people don't realize is that uh, we all grew up Comet fans. You know, we're all from Fort Wayne. If you go to other markets and other teams, a lot of their staff is not from that location. They are from somewhere else. So that's another thing that uh, people don't realize and how passionate we are because we were all Comet fans before we started working here. No, you're right. You're right. You you do see a, a good amount of turnover as well with some of these other organizations, and it's it's people moving from one organization to another, um, all around the U.S. And we're kind of we're all homegrown right here, and um, which is a great thing because we can, uh, you know, we we get Fort Wayne. And I think that's a, a big thing is we get Fort Wayne, we get the fans, um, we get the city, and. Uh, you know that that's a that's a good way to to put it into Fort Wayne Comet hockey is that right there is everybody's here and uh, we know what we're doing. So Mitch is the ticket guy. So explain what the the Mitch Meinholz experience is. <laughs> hey, it d- depends if you get so, me on the phone. If so you there, get me in person, you know. So if if someone is calling and has a group of say. 50 people, uh, they want a huge night, they want to treat their employees, what are you going to do for them? Well, I, th- I think we all take um, a lot of, we, we, we love to take care of our, our clients and our groups and stuff like that, and I know we, we do a great job at the games, um, and we, we try to get better every year at it as well, but the, the best part is being able to do this and see your groups have fun and these businesses come out for their, their parties or their, their events and have a good time. Um, and that's all we try to provide. You know, we have great group rates um, that people can take advantage of. Uh, we have a lot of fun promo nights that people usually also take advantage of. And, you know, that, that coincides and we can, we can do some great stuff. So, and, you know, as we keep going, we're getting more offers, we're doing more stuff, and, uh, you know, it, it can make for a really, really good time for a group, especially if you've never been to a game. I always tell somebody you don't need to be necessarily a huge Comet fan or a huge hockey fan. Um, the entertainment value with the video board and, like you said, with these goalie races and just different stuff we do in the game makes it fun for the fans, whether you're a hockey person or not. Now, do you have a favorite promotion? Do you have something you look forward to every year? Um, I always liked the New Year's Eve game. I know it's not a, 
huge promotion. Now this year we actually do have a promotion on that night. Um, we're doing a blackout night and we're wearing uh, special blackout jerseys, which are really, really cool. Uh, fans will really like them. I just like that game because it's packed. It's near sellout every year. Um, there's just excitement from the game, uh, from the new year. That's always a good time, but I, you know, it changes year to year and we have some of the same military weekends always awesome just because of the, you know, the great men and women that, that serve for us and being able to meet them and um, tell them we appreciate them and stuff like that. That's always very cool, but we, we, we do a lot that that's pretty neat. And that's, that's a nice thing is we have so much good stuff throughout the year. It kind of keeps us all on our toes. Now, what unique ones do we have coming up? The ones that the one that I get the most questions on is Pet Detective Night. That explain uh, that to us. That one, yeah, you know, we and how it came about. How about that? We all sit down with our creative team here, and we kind of come up with different stuff. And that that was one of them where uh, I'm I can't tell you how it came about, but it was it was one of those we look at what other teams do, and we don't necessarily want to copy anybody and. This was something we thought was pretty original um, and pretty fun. And we ended up watching watching the movie and getting some good ideas. Um, and we're, we're pretty prepared for it. So it, it's Pet Detective as an Ace Ventura Pet Detective. As, so in, no, as an Ace Ventura Pet yeah. Detective. So it, an epiphany happened somewhere along the line where somebody watched the movie or movies and was inspired to do this. Now... Had you seen the movies prior to these jerseys or this discussion? I, I've seen the first one quite a bit. I've never seen the second one, which my coworkers continue to give me a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of grief for because of certain elements we're going to be doing. So obviously, I'm going to have to get informed with that second movie before that comes out. But uh, yeah, no, the first one's a great one, and I think it, you know most fans. Um, of, of any generation that's kind of a really good movie that everybody's seen everybody will come out and enjoy the humor with that it, it'll be very comedic the jerseys the video board stuff everything we do will be very funny that night and there'll be some surprises that night as well we won't oh yeah away. we're not gonna divulge anything <laughs> not definitely not so uh, you know mitch has a lot of fun with with with, with these nights and uh so you know if you want to get a group together and uh you know, you want a good time. Mitch is your man. And Mitch, you've been doing this a long time. And actually, you are going to have a new title. You're going to be the guy running the show for the groups and such here. Yeah, that's what they tell me. That's what my <laughs> business card reads now. So, uh, no, it, it's great. We There's a handful of us that handle groups, you know, yourself included. And uh, like I said, we pride ourselves on making sure our, our groups have a great time at games, um, that our businesses are taken care of and stuff like that. Um, and this is a this is a great chance to always come out and do something fun, and it doesn't have to be for anything specific. And uh, you know, we have lots of different opportunities to take advantage of, lots of great group areas, um, and we're continuing to improve that year in and year out. So uh, we look forward to you know hopefully having people that uh, haven't been before and continuing to service the people that have. Another thing that's great about Mitch is that he shares my goofy sense of humor. And our love of weird cartoons. Weird cartoons. Weird cartoons. Uh, so we're big fans of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. 
And if people listening do not know what that is, it's worth... Which I'm sure everybody, maybe except one person, might know. Yeah. So I'm. I, it's worth looking up. Uh, it is a special kind of humor. It's something that Mitch and I go around the office quoting. Uh, <laughs> we also love goofy videos on YouTube, which I hate Mitch every day because he'll show me something uh, really, really stupid. And I will just fall in love with it. And then I'll just continuously watch it for two or three days and just laugh. And, and it, it becomes ingrained in your life then because you... <laughs> Unfortunately, you didn't know these things prior, and then you get into it, and then it's like, oh, Shane, what the heck? <laughs> what do you do to me again here? So, so Mitch has got a wonderful sense of humor. Uh, he uh, runs uh, the group sales, and he also has another very important role here in the office is that he runs uh, the the uh, uh, the office pool for football games. The, the, oh yes, yes. yes. That, uh, of course, you're going to bring that up because you won last. Because week, as, so. yeah, as we're recording <laughs> this, you know, uh, the prize is the the John Cena replica WWE uh, spinner oh, championship spin, spinner belt. Included, yeah, that's, yeah, yes, and uh, that's the winner of the the pool every week. And currently, it is on my desk, and it is staring Mitch in the face, so I can rub it. It's it just it gloat a little me. bit yeah. for another week. Yeah, I had that in my office all uh, all off season because I had the the cumulative number of wins last year. Not not the most money, that's for darn sure, but uh, the most wins. So I got to keep it over the winter. And now Shane has it, and it's irritating me ever so slightly. <laughs> so he uh, he pulled it out last week, but we'll see what happens here this week. So we'll that might have to be a thing. We might have to keep everybody uh, apprised of uh, how oh, the pool is going until I guess uh, that depends if you win or not, is how much it gets brought up. <laughs> So, well, anyway, if you see Mitch around the games, around the arena, you know, go up and say hello and uh, thank him for everything he does because he's actually given blood to this team and to the promotions that you see out on the ice. He works really hard. So it's not just the players. It is a lot of hard work behind the scenes, and Mitch is one of those guys. Yeah, that, that's dedication or stupidity right there. I'm not <laughs> sure which, but... And I don't know if you've mentioned it, Shane, but actually we have a, a new sponsor for our podcast, Huntington University. Um, season ticket holders, if you get a chance, look into this offer. It's terrific. Um, Shane's going to hit on it some more as well. But while I'm here, uh, take advantage of it. 25% off uh, going back to school for classes. Take advantage of that. Huntington is a great program down there, great university, great people we're working with. I can't believe they're putting something together for this. All you have to have is that your Comet season ticket holder card. Feel free to give me a call. Give Shane a call. We'll put you in contact with the right people. Give Huntington Admissions a call. Um, let's let's try to get get some of that going. Um, it's it's a great promotion, and um, you know we, I know we actually have some people in house now that are thinking about it because of it. So. Just something to hit on real quick. Not us, because I don't think we could get admitted. No, no, I hey, I'm done, <laughs> done with that. I, I had enough of my, uh, my, my school, my super senior lap, and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> all right, Mitch. All right, buddy. We'll have you back on the show uh, during the season. But thanks a lot for this little little preseason uh, preview. Yeah, I'll be back when Shane wins again. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> thanks, Shane. Mitch Meinholz, everybody. I want to thank Mitch for sitting down and talking a little bit about promotions this year and uh, how to, you know, get group tickets and all that fun stuff. He is the guy. Let's just call Mitch Mr. Fun. So if you need something around the arena, whatever, look him up and he will take care of you. Again, Mitch 
Meinholz. That's his name. You can ask for him by name when you call the Comet office. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the meat of this. Let's go to the entree, if you will. Sean Sidlowski, the uh, former ECHL MVP, expecting, again, a big year from this guy. We love him here in Fort Wayne, and that's why he is back here. And uh, hopefully, he's going to be here all season long. So let's get to this. Sean Sidlowski on the Huntington University Comets podcast. So the first thing I, well, there's two things I really want to get out of this conversation. First, is Good Burger still your favorite movie? <laughs> and B, I want to talk about what goes into your decisions on your bold pants choices. My bold pants choices, huh? <laughs> so let's start with Good Burger. Okay. Uh, I know you do a great impersonation of Cal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> it's, this is the kind of stuff that you just pick up on the bus, just... Oh yeah, pure that's, watching oh, yeah. movies you hear everything, huh? and people talking, and that's that's then that, that's the stuff I remember. Yeah, see, I forget who else is around when I'm doing this. Right. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to the the bold pant choices. Yeah, I love your pants because yep. I cannot pull it off. I appreciate it. So it's it. like I always like have to have, make a comment about it, but yep. it's just because I'm jealous. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, I got into my own type of style a few years ago I guess and yeah anything uh somewhat wacky I can pull off I got some of the the camo camo style yeah. pants which I never used to wear and those are some of my favorites now and uh yeah my dad actually bought me one of the other pairs that are kind of wacky which is you know way out of left field for him he's the most you know plain dressed uh you know middle-aged man you could think of and when he bought me those at first I was like eh, I don't know about these and then I got a few compliments I was like all right the old man knows what he's doing so I kept going with it so I'll give him the credit for that yeah yeah, yeah. See, I don't even know where to shop for pants like that it's yeah. like I literally I have got a khaki pants I have got black pair of pants and I have jeans that's it that's yeah. all I know you just got to go to forever 21 and make yourself feel young again <laughs> I, uh, I just can't. I, I always feel like such. You guys get on the bus and you're always looking so good. And you're know, just uh, <laughs> if it's a jeans and a t-shirt. I've got down pat. I think you're, else. you're giving some guys too much credit. That's for sure. <laughs> if you remember uh, the goaltender we had uh, your first year, Makarov. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. He had Andre, those. those Andre had yeah. those. The pink pants. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Russian guys. They're they're a little different. Some of that <laughs> stuff. I don't know. No one can pull that stuff off. I don't think it's supposed to be pulled off. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but no, it's interesting. You guys, I mean, the way you guys you guys dress, uh, you know, differently on the road and at home. But, I mean, there's maybe a little bit of competition. Who's going to look oh, yeah. better in the suits? Yeah, I know. I think, uh, yeah, especially the suit game is definitely, uh, I think it's picking up the last 10 years. <laughs> the guys started getting their, their fitted suits and everyone's yeah. got the, the no socks now and the 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 small uh, the no ankle shoes and stuff like that so uh, yeah some guys some guys real pull some of that stuff yeah. off I haven't uh, haven't gotten to the tailored suits too much but I like my shirts I like my watches and stuff like that yeah. so that's how I try and keep up with and it. it's it's funny because you guys have to wear suits at home but you're literally only wearing them for about fifty feet mm -hmm. from the parking lot to the locker room and then after the game back out of the parking lot yeah that is uh, <laughs> I will say that's one of the most annoying parts about <laughs> professional hockey is putting on your suit for the amount of time you wear it because you know, a lot of us only live, you know, five or less right. minutes from the rink. So, yeah, you're really just putting on your suit to walk in the rink. No one really even sees you before right. the game either. So, and then afterwards, I tend to always get out of the shower and then put yeah. it on your suit. There's so much to put on, you know, compared to normal clothing. So, I'm sweating again by the time I get back in the suit every time. So, it's really a pain in the rear end. But after the game, it's kind of a runway. You know, you're yeah. walking out. There's people there. There's yeah. uh, pictures being taken. Yeah. After, well, I don't have too many people to impress. I already, my mom see me and everything. The girlfriend does too. Nobody's getting any woos out of me anymore. Oh, wow. 
Oh, well, the guys, you still can, you can uh, impress those guys. Yeah, so as long as the mom and the girlfriend think I look good, then I'm doing something <laughs> right. Well, welcome back, by the way. Well, uh, you're back it. again. Uh, seventh season? Yes, sir. Right? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. It goes yeah, by fast. Uh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah? It really is. And I remember one of your first games. I think it may have been second or third game. We went out to Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably second or th- Probably right around yeah, there. Yeah, no, it was one of my, it was my yeah. first trip. I know yeah, that. and uh, it was one of the first games I called, mm-hmm. and I still remember you coming across the middle, creaming some guy, open ice hit. Yep. And I'm like, all right, this guy, we like this guy yep. already. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's good. No, I, I've always had that physical <laughs> side of my game, and I think back then I had uh, I had a few more pounds on me than I do now too. So that's uh, I was known for that a little bit, and then yeah, we had a nice little scrap after that too. And, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was my introduction to the coast, pretty much. Yeah, you see, we were just talking about uh, before we started uh, recording that you don't have a good memory, right there. Yeah, yeah you see, yeah, yeah see, they, they <laughs> pulled that come, up. That's what I'm saying. Someone else talks about it, and then I remember it. But ask me to do it myself, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're glad to have you back uh, again. Seventh season. Uh, you know, last year you went to Europe, you came back. Um, you know, I, I teased Baps when he came back. I said, you know what, the, you didn't come back voluntarily. You said something, they kicked you out. It was going to be an incident, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I had good experience over there. Yeah. But, obviously, um, I just don't think I was ready for it, yeah. you know, mentally yet. And then, uh, obviously, I've had, you know, such a good run here. And, uh, like you said, it's going to be my seventh year. So, uh you know, most of those guys, like we still had Solar and Shaftsman and all the guys I was used to playing with. So uh, once I knew those guys were getting back together and kind of saw the rough start they got yeah. off to, it's, uh, you know, I was kind of found myself sitting there going, man, I wish I could do that. I <laughs> I'm I, needed. I, I wish I could do something because, uh, you know, I always want, whether I'm here or not, or even after I retire, you know, I want the team to have success and everything like that for, you know, how well the city and the team's taking care of me. So uh, when I saw that, you know, it really got me missing Fort Wayne, obviously. Yeah. And uh, that, that was pretty much the basis of my decision. But some guys just take to it. They like it. Some guys don't. It's, you know, it's, yeah. obviously it's a huge change. Yeah, it really is hit or miss. I think, you know, a lot of the, I think the travel, the the new scenery, um, you know, new experiences, I, I think it all depends to whether you're a single guy or if you have a girlfriend, if you have a wife, all that stuff factors into it. So I think for me, you know, me and my girlfriend just started dating and uh, not to say that that was the you know, she would never ask me to come back, that's for sure. So it's not like uh, I had pressure on that end. But um, I think, you know, if I was fully single or if yeah. she came with me, then I think it might have been a different story. It might have might have stayed and enjoyed it more that way. But, um, you know, I think that was a, a little bit of a factor for me. And then obviously I just missed the style of hockey. It's a little different yeah. over there. So yeah. coming back and, like I said, over there I got into my first fight and I got my first ever pro suspension. So I got suspended three games for just punching someone in the face, which I get five minutes for here and – um, <laughs> you get five minutes in applause here. Yeah, five, yeah. yeah absolutely. And I, I remember at, at the end of the fight, the, the guy over there didn't even drop his gloves, and he had his hands up in there looking around going, why are you letting this guy punch me still? I was like, dude, this is what I've done for right. 15 years now. I was like, why are you so surprised by this? I, yeah, that kind of blew my mind. And after that, I sat out for three games, which ended up being a week and a half over yeah. there. So I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs, and I was like, okay, i got to get back to playing hockey. So, yeah. Yep. Well, we're, we're glad you came to your senses. So, yes, there you, know. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and and you got back, and uh, I got to tell the story. I was indirectly involved uh, Oops, with you. Open oh, and Sid's answering Put his phone. phone. On vibrator. I remember my first podcast. There you go. Right. Uh, Telling the story that uh, I was uh, indirectly involved with you being locked out of your car in your apartment. Oh yeah. Uh, when you first got back, so mm-hmm. so you get back from Europe. You're on how many planes? You're traveling so. However long, yep. you get back to Fort Wayne, and we say, hey, 
uh, great to see you, Sid. Uh, here's a 40-hour bus ride for you as we go to Rapid City. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> not my favorite trip to come right back into, especially yeah, I had all that travel, like you said, and then yeah. to get back on that bus trip, I was like, oh, yeah, I am. You should have really, waited a week. I really am back. So, yeah, because I think our longest bus trip over there was three hours. Yeah. Which was, yeah. you know, for here, that's you're lucky if you only have a three-hour bus trip. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to come back to go into Rapid City right away, that wasn't the start I was looking for, but, hey, I was happy to be yeah. back and get around the guys. So but but back to the story of involving me is yep. that uh, I uh, – I, this is how much of a diva I am. I flew out to Rapid City. I did not take the bus, but I should have put that in my contract. You should have, yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. So. Yeah, I know. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I entrusted my equipment with now head coach Ben Boudreau. I thought maybe he was the most responsible adult. Uh, so uh, after the series was over, I told him, I said, uh, as we were loading up onto the bus, I said, Ben, these two items are mine. Please let make sure they get off the bus because obviously you're going to beat me back. Yep. So he didn't realize what I had pointed to and apparently he thought I pointed to your bag. He took the bag off along with my radio gear and locked it up in his office and then Sid was looking for his bag with no keys, no nothing, and he had no idea where anything was. Yeah, so that was just to add on to my <laughs> lovely travel experience and getting back and then yeah realizing that my car keys were not where they should be and um yeah getting off that bus and trying to figure out where my bag was nobody had it no one took it no one and i even asked benny at one point yeah. before he left i said benny did like do you see where my bag no no clue so we're still looking around forever and then finally i get you know a call from benny about 20 minutes later while i'm still you know freezing my you know what off and yeah, he goes, you know what? Did your bag have an S tag on it? I go, yeah, Benny, my name's Sean. <laughs> so, and that's where he is. Oh, well, I thought it was Shane's bag. And yeah, I locked it oh, up in the office. So Shane, like, Sean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's all, that's how he told me too. He goes, I locked it up in the office. So I just, there was a pause and I go, uh, are you going to come? Right. Get it? Like if I have to get in my, so he's, oh yeah. Okay. So that's how that all ended. So just an extra hour after we got back from Rapid City at five in the morning too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did feel bad, but I also yeah. blame Benny. For, yeah. You know, not being that one's on Benny too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He owes me an extra power play shift. <laughs> so well, let's talk about, we're talking about Ben, new head coach. I mean, that's something you have not had. So uh, this will be a new experience, but at least it's a guy, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're all looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know, we all know what he's capable of um, with him being around the last couple of years. Um, you know, he's played the game before. Obviously, his dad's been an NHL coach for a long time, so he's always going to have great insight and stuff like that, and he's learning, uh, you know, constantly. And then, uh, you know, I think especially the best part so far for me is how he's involved the veterans over the summer with everything that's going on with the team. You know, I've had more conversations with him than I have with, you know, most coaches in off season with him, you know, just saying, Hey, we're thinking about bringing this guy in. What do you think about this guy? You know, we're going to do this and that and, you know, just letting you know what the, the year is going to be like so you can come in prepared. And, um, you know, I think I feel already it's immediately more professional and, um, you know, just like I said, he played the game before, so he understands the emotions of a player and how they like to be involved. And if you can, you know, get the older guys involved in other things, I think it helps as a coach too, if you can be versatile and, you know, understand what your guys like and what you want to implement and see how you can, you know, have as much coercion there as possible. And I think that's what he's really trying to do. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's funny you said that, you know, he's been calling me asking about guys because you know everybody. Yeah. Every yeah. time, you know, Ben will say something, hey, I'm thinking about bringing this guy in. Sid knows him. Sid's yep. talked to him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's what happens when you've been around you a while. And that's what, God, I just came to find out today in our skate, you know, we're looking around sitting there and I go, I'm talking to Binkley and I was like, oh, I was like, who's the old guy on the team this year? And he's like, 
you yeah and i was like wow okay so i went from middle of the pack kind of last year to immediate old guy so it's wow it's starting to feel my age and but yeah when you talk about being around for seven years you know you play against a lot of the same guys yeah. and um got to see most of the guys in the league who have a name for themselves and luckily also that you know i'm from metro detroit area which is obviously huge in hockey and i think a lot of the guys um the east coast league guys are all from around my area so i skate with a lot of them in the summer too and so it was nice uh like I said, there's always interest from those these guys. Everyone knows about Fort Wayne, how, yeah. how good they take care of you. And, uh, you know, I think it's always a, a big team that, you know, attracts guys and guys want to play there. They know about the winning culture and stuff like that. So a lot of guys are even asking me about, you know, what's going on this year before yeah. the team even has interest even. So it's, you know, guys want to be here. So it's uh, anytime I get a call from Benny and stuff like that, I love it because, uh, you know, I'll give him my honest opinion, and a lot of the guys he's asked me about are exciting players. Unfortunately, we've got a few of them. And you get, I mean, but you've played for so long. You said you've Metro Detroit, but like, I'll hear from, oh yeah, I played with Sid when he was ten, when he was eleven. You know, yeah. it, it isn't just pro hockey; it's going way back. Yeah, you know, no, it's true. That's what I said. It's like growing up in that in that Michigan area. It's a lot of guys, especially, you know, one we brought in this year that uh, you know I think it was the biggest surprise of everyone was AJ Jenks and. You know, I played against him since I was probably 12 years old. You know, we played roller hockey together when we were, you know, I think 13 to yeah. almost 18 years old until we went to juniors. And uh, so I've known him for a while, too. So it's, uh, you know, especially bringing him in a, a huge addition. I know everyone's got a lot of questions about that, which I've been getting from every which angle. But, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've put everything out there, and I'm glad he's here because yeah. we can yeah. add a hockey player of his caliber. I'm, I'm happy. Well, Comet fans have long memories, and they remember what happened in the playoffs, what, six years ago or yep. whatever that mm-hmm. was. And it's, you know, and people have asked me about that. I'm like, you know what? I think that was probably squashed six years ago, and that was that. You yeah, know? no, it, it pretty much was. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, just run through the whole story for everyone is when it you know it happened uh you know i got knocked out of playoffs that year they yeah. ended up beating us in the second round and um so over the summer and i think you know it's like i said we didn't have a relationship for a little while there once you know you go away to juniors you start playing yeah. pro it's like you lose contact with certain people and so we didn't talk for a while so i think after that happened you know i was kind of expecting you know someone to reach out and say hey you know didn't mean yeah. for that to happen so yeah. something along those lines and when it didn't happen you know to be honest i was, I was right, pissed off sure. and i was going you know yeah. just, we used to be good friends so yeah. i was like i was expecting a little something so um i think we played them the second game of the season the next and you guys year. dropped the gloves and, and that, I, yeah. I was waiting yeah. all summer for that because i was you know obviously, <laughs> oh we knew you were <laughs> yeah so exactly i think everyone expected that and i saw i was i was patrolling the red line at warm-ups waiting for him to yeah catch my eye and finally did and you know i just pretty much told him i go you know we're going tonight right and he's like it you know he kind of started off like hey like <laughs> about last year i was like no no it's too late for right me. like and he, i was like we're going and he goes all right i know and then that's pretty much how it was yeah. and i saw him first shift chased him down and yeah he dropped the gloves and did what he did what he should at least yeah. in that situation you know you gotta yeah. stand up for yeah. your situation take accountability and he did and just like you said right after that that's when i was like okay you know what we fought yeah he did you know he let me get my shot back in so yeah pretty much after that it's not like we became best of friends again because we were still Toledo yeah. Fort Wayne so yeah I still hated him every second on the ice because <laughs> um, he's a tough guy to play against yeah. and you play against him in the playoffs you know yeah. you'll get that slash in the back of your legs like oh yeah cross check and yeah and it's like hey like like everyone says it's the guy you hate to play against it's the guy you love on your team yeah. so there you go yeah so no it all will be good and, and so many people i mean like i said asked me like oh how are those two going to get along i'm mm. like i'm sure they get along just fine because yeah. you know like obviously talked during the summer you guys know each other and that was squashed years ago and now it's just hey we're could be skating together same line yeah 
Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's how it was because when I, like I said, that was one of the guys, obviously, Benny reached out in the summer and, you know, credit to him. He's like, hey, you know, we got a chance at this guy. I just wanted to make sure you're all right with yeah. it. And once, you know, he told me who it was, I was like, I, yeah, Benny, like <laughs> if we can get that guy, we're getting that guy. So um, that's how it went. And then, you know, reached out to him and, you know, I told him pretty much in the first message, I was like, hey, you know, I know there's a chance for you to come to Fort Wayne. And I go, you know, I don't want, you know, whatever happened in the past to be on your mind. I go, that's forgotten about. I go, if we can be teammates, I go, you know, I would love to, you know, have you on our squad and I think we can do good things. And immediately it was like, oh, well, I appreciate you saying that. He's like, thank you. Like, I didn't, you know, didn't know if you still, <laughs> and even he was a little worried about it, which yeah. that's where I go. You know, yeah. I, I know he's respectful in that sense yeah. that he knows, you know, he still feels bad about it, which I told him, I go, hey, hey it's done. Like, if right. we can be teammates, that we're not talking about it again. And Luckily, when he signed, I was I was happy as can be because I know our faceoff percentage went up seventy five percent right away too. So I was real happy. So yeah, 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 everything's everything's in the past between us two. And uh, like I said, I think our friendship will probably pick up right yeah, where we left yeah. off and, eight, and, eight years ago. And you were injured. You're fine. You yeah. won an MVP. All was good. Yeah, and you know we beat beat him in beat the him. playoffs, and that's yeah. yeah. So everything's you know we've I've got my shots back, so yeah. it's all right. Now. He wore 27. You yep. wore 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're not giving up that number, so you got that at least uh, yeah. on your side. Yeah. No, we talked about that, too, and that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, no. I was like, are we going to have to go again for 27 <laughs> this year? He's like, no, that's all you. So uh, he pretty much, you know, let me know I was having it right away. So I don't know what number he's going with. But, um, you know, so I know he used to wear 22. I would be surprised to see him back in that. So. But you have quite the saga when it comes to numbers. You want 19. Yeah. Steve Eiserman was your favorite player. Absolutely. So you had 19 briefly. Yep. But then we decided to retire it. Terry McDougal. Yep. You wanted to flip it. Mm-hmm. 91. Couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Colin Chalk was going to be retired. Exactly. So then you were stuck with 27 again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I would have <laughs> went back to, to number nine, too. I think uh, I knew Babs was coming in, though. And uh, I, I'm not the type that's going to ask anyone to change their number. Maybe if it was 19, there might be a little something, yeah. but, um, you know, cause my dad's favorite player was Gordy house. So my dad always yeah. wore nine. So I, I wore nine a couple of years in minor hockey and stuff like that. So I would have, would have picked that right back up. But then obviously 27 is the number the comments gave to me right when I got here and I've had success in that number. Everyone knows me in that number. So obviously went back to that and, uh, you know, that's what I'm sticking with. So you were just given that. that yeah, no, I, d- yeah. I didn't. I think they gave me two numbers to pick from yeah. when I came here, and it was I think it was like 23, 27. And I was, ah, I don't care, and they gave me 27. So that's uh, how it went. Well, there's no story behind 27. No, there there's not. No. Well, hey, you know what? I tried to think of someone, <laughs> you know, that I could play play in that number for, and then Jeremy Roenick, great American hockey. Oh, there player you go. Right there, yeah. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. So I'm not mad about it. And a lot of times, you didn't, you weren't there for your first season here in Fort Wayne. You weren't there for training camp. You came a couple of games into the season. Yeah. So a lot of times, you guys don't even have options when it comes to numbers because exactly. the jerseys are already done. Yep. It's like, here's what we have left. Yeah. Ticket. That was it. Yeah. yeah. I, like I said, they gave me two numbers. So that was all. That was the whole story. <laughs> the saga of the numbers. Yes, sir. And you mentioned your dad, uh, pro hockey player too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, he played in the old Atlantic Coast Hockey League. He played a little bit in the IHL, or at least that's where his career ended. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, he was playing the, for the Toledo Gold Diggers at the time, actually. And uh, yeah, he got run from behind by some big, big enforcer on the other team, and ended up fracturing a couple vertebrae in his back. And you could imagine how that went with the surgery yeah. back then. There yeah. Wasn't the oh te- yeah. Technology we have now, and that yeah. that kind of ended his career, unfortunately. But you know, everyone I've heard from that you know played with him or against him always said you know. How good of a player he was, and you know, I, he still has a great shot as of today. He's a way better <laughs> skater than I am, too. And uh, just mainly for him, you know, that guy loves the game of hockey more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And the way I like to explain that to people is, 
the guy at one point in his life, he didn't have cable internet at all. Yeah. But he had that NHL package. <laughs> so he would watch. <laughs> That's all he had. He would watch yeah. NHL tonight 12 hours over until 7 o'clock until another game started. Yeah. And then he would just watch games all night, fall asleep. And that's all he would do. So he's not a big TV guy, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He just NHL network, no cable TV. So, so you him. you were destined at a young age to follow in dad's footsteps, yeah. right? Was he yeah. one of those guys where he was grooming yeah. the, the offspring? Yeah, I think I think he was always hoping, but <laughs> yeah, he, he's not the type of guy to ever push me yeah. into anything. You know, he was. Both my parents are unbelievably just supportive. Like if there was something I wanted to do, they were they were all yeah. in. There was never. I think the only thing that was ever turned down for me was football. Once yeah. I was at, you know, they saw how good I was in hockey. My dad's like, no, that's the only thing you're not doing. Because uh, one of my friends actually played football, went and broke his femur in a game yeah. and out the whole hockey season. That's when my dad's like, nah, you're not. <laughs> that's the only thing you can't do. Um, so, yeah, besides that, um, even my mom played hockey, too, though. My mom, uh, you know, she's got pictures skating with Gordie Howe and stuff like that, too. And, uh, you know, she played some co-ed adult hockey yeah. for a while in her life and she's a great athlete she still holds uh she actually holds high school records in softball still she was a phenomenal hitter she played you know she's still got an arm like crazy i've seen her actually seen her put a, a baseball off one of her guy friends foreheads because the guy was cocky really he's like oh i could play catch with you no problem and no she threw one hit him square in the forehead and no joke you can see the stitches <laughs> of the ball down his forehead so she can she, she's got an arm on her so both of them yeah i was a, i was bred by athletes so i was pretty happy so yeah, yeah so you you came into it by birth yes, so you exactly. had the good athletic genes which yeah, my, all of us my uncle with. uh my actually my uncle paul mancini actually played here i think for a brief stint back in the 80s um you know i, I don't think it was only a handful of games yeah. but uh, you know, he was, he was another great hockey player. He played in Sault Ste. Marie in the OHL, and he was on Wayne Gretzky's line. And, um, you know, I think he had 110, 120 points in the OHL, got drafted by L.A., and unfortunately never ended up yeah. playing in the NHL. But he was another great hockey player, too. So it's, yeah. my family's got the hockey blood on him, that's for that's, sure. Oh. Now, you were a pretty good basketball player, right? I was, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I, I was playing a lot in middle school I got into, and that's, you know, my parents loved that because it kept me in good shape. Yeah. It kept me moving in the summer and stuff like that. But then I, I really got to enjoy it because back in the day, I wasn't, you know, one of the kids that sit inside. I always had the energy. I was always outside either playing hockey, and then we had the basketball net in the backyard. So I was either playing hockey or shooting hoops. So, um, yeah, I actually tried out for, um, you know, my JV uh, team in high school my freshman year. And um, after tryouts, uh, they came back to me and they're like, hey, we want you to actually play varsity. Um, and we want you to start for varsity. I was like, well, okay. Um, so then, but they're like, you know, the only thing you have to bring us your hockey schedule. You got to see if we can work this yeah. out. And by that time, I was playing midget minor, and that's where, you know, the, the schedule's crazy. You're practicing four or five times yeah. a week, a couple games, and stuff like that. And after they saw that, they're like, nah, you're missing too many practices. We can't have you. So that was unfortunate because I would have played varsity as a freshman, like I said, and possibly started. So that would have been been pretty cool but then I, I've lost a lot since then because I haven't haven't right. kept up with it it's unfortunate because uh actually my my girlfriend's younger brother now is being billeted by my mom back in Michigan um because they're from Wisconsin originally um but he's a real good hockey player he's 15 and um so now he's playing for the Oakland Grizzlies in Michigan so he can you yeah. know, get better looks and stuff like that and uh he likes his basketball too so I've had some battles with him and uh it kind of puts you in your place when I'm almost twice his age and he's beating me in basketball or we're, we're pretty split at the moment, but, um, we played one-on-one -on -one a couple of times and I've got the better of him. So, but he's beat me in horse a couple of times and stuff like that too. So I'm, 
I'm not too not too thrilled when that happens because he likes to give it to me when he wins. So uh, I think I'm going to get back into it more this year and retain some of that skill. Oh, there we go. You know, yeah. Pick up basketball games. I think uh, that might be, have to be the activity. You know, yep. Let's not play ping pong anymore. There actually, you, you know, let's don't let's don't golf. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's let's uh, yeah, we'll start up some basketball leagues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else on the team has played basketball, but that's okay. No, but that's what will build yeah. my confidence, so I'm right. fine with that. <laughs> Did you play any other sports? I mean, obviously, no football, but baseball. Yeah, uh, I played baseball know. a little bit growing up, but um, I think I think hockey just took over with everything. Yeah. I, even, I was in a golf league a little bit, too, when I was you know 12 to 14, and I did a little bit of everything. Uh, like I said, I was I wanted to get into football when I was middle school, high school. And, you know, the contact, I always loved the yeah. contact sports, so I wanted to do that. But, yeah, I, I messed around a little bit of everything, and I think I was pretty good athletically. Um you know, I'm still a pretty good golfer and stuff like that. That's probably what I do most besides hockey. So, um, you know, I'd like, I like to do a lot of everything. So are you guys, I mean, you guys play golf, you do other things together, but there, is there really a competition off the ice? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys are, it's, you get the competitive spirit from hockey and when it's a non-contact sport, you see the emotion, <laughs> the wires cross with guys and it's some guys. Don't right. Know Cause you to can't touch it. each yeah. other. It's a different so thing. You want to talk about golf. There's a lot of thrown clubs, a lot of, you know, a lot of that stuff, a lot of words that you don't use around your mother. So, um, it's pretty funny to go out with some guys and, uh, you know, I'm a culprit of it too. If I lose to somebody, yeah. I'm not, yeah. it's going to ruin the rest of my day. We can just put it that way. <laughs> But even you guys play cards, you guys play video games. I know uh, uh, Jamie Shouson was a huge gamer yep. with all his kids, and you guys would uh-huh. get together and then play online, and it was it was serious business. Yeah, no, it's actually kind of funny because, um, well, obviously everyone everyone was playing the Fortnite yeah. game, and uh, it was hilarious watching you know a couple of those guys just start playing it. I think Solar and Shouson were. If you could just spectate them <laughs> the way they played compared to the way the game's supposed to be played, it was just beyond hilarious. But yeah, it was actually it, it's nice in the sense though where you can be social with your friends and yeah. teammates still that you know we're all in the same schedule, so it's yeah. a little group chat and Fortnite anyone, and then by all of a sudden there's six guys all on the microphone <laughs> or headsets together just like we are right now. Yeah, everyone's just you know being social at least and you can talk to your buddies who may not be right next to each other but yeah. everyone's still you know getting along and uh you know being friends so it's fun and you guys have so much downtime that's another thing that people don't realize it's that you guys basically work in the morning you i mean if we don't have a game there's a morning that we practice you're done by say noon one o'clock mm-hmm. and you've got the rest of the day and you've got all the next day so that's how sometimes that competitive fire will <laughs> carry out over practice I mean, when you're just looking for things to do yeah no it's true it's um you should see to see some of the games we've made up over the past couple of years at you know Soul's place or especially when Garrett Thompson was still around and Embach and those guys uh, we would just you know we'd be sitting around at St. Joe where a bunch of the guys live and we'd you know have six guys in one apartment and we'd just make up stupid games like you know I I don't know how to explain it but we'd make up stupid trick shots all around the apartment involving yeah. anything you know throwing balls into you know cups halfway across the room or chip shots you know from yeah. the living room to the bed it was a bunch of crazy stuff but even that you know that got super competitive too but it's always worth a bunch a bunch of laughs which now that would scary. be fun to document the games oh, yeah. and write rules yeah. and here's what we did throughout the season now that would be a fun feature so. yeah no that, that would be actually <laughs> throwing so. that out there if anyone's a document yeah. no it is true <laughs> i mean we, we definitely could have had some great content out of the some of the stuff that was created there i can tell you that I might have to think of something. Every Tuesday is makeup game day, yeah, and we'll have absolutely. you guys. There you go. 
<laughs> just make up yeah, the game. Yeah, guys would be into it. So, uh, well, okay, you didn't play football, but I also know you're a long-suffering Lions fan, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's suffering is the right word. Um, and especially now that my girlfriend's from Wisconsin, you can imagine who she is. Oh. So this, this in-family rivalry is... <laughs> It's going to continue the rest of our life because she thinks she's going to convert me to a Packers fan just because I said Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks. But I'll never like the Packers. I can't do it. It's not in my blood. The green and the yellow just makes me want to puke. So, um, But, yeah, it's like I said, suffering's the right word. And um, ever since Calvin Johnson retired, I've had nothing to be excited about. So it's tough. And it's, uh, you know, this team is, what, we're going to be loaded with Canadians, so they don't get football. Yeah. But it's like, I've been around teams where it's been a lot of U.S. guys, and they know football, and the yeah. Canadian guys don't, so it's, you know, when you start talking football, the locker room kind of parts. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, some some guys are into all sports, like some guys are like a sports encyclopedia. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Some guys, you know, they can name you stats from any guy in any sport, which I certainly can't do, but... Um, you know, if it's not football or hockey, I don't follow it yeah. too much. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's the Canadian guys, when it comes to football, they have their goofy – Whatever it is they do what, up there. Yeah, I have <laughs> not a clue. If you put the ball through the uprights from a certain amount of distance, you get wild. I just – some of the rules there. I go, what, who made this game up? Um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny in that sense. But, um, yeah, I, I think we have a lot of big football rivalries. I, I know a yeah. lot of guys like to – get into their sports betting now that it's, you know, legal in most places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I get into it too, especially that's what got me back into watching football more, um, you know, outside of the lions is if you, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be a lot of money, but. Oh know. yeah. If you put a yeah. dollar on it, it yeah, still makes exactly. it interesting. There, and then, yeah. yeah. It gives you, an, you're yeah. invested now. So, yeah. um, I love doing that, you know, just throwing a little something here and there and something stupid and just yeah. seeing what happens. And, you know, I, I hit a couple good ones in hockey last year. I can tell you that just a couple wacky bets that you yeah. see some good odds on and throw a couple bucks and it could be, it's, it's real exciting. So <laughs> well, you went to Vegas, obviously with the team what seven years ago, but have you ever been back? Is that, ever? I have not, I've not. never, never been there for pleasure, really? which I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, I, I think we, we got to experience it a little bit after, uh, the last game in Vegas that first year we got to go. I don't think we flew out until 10 the next morning. So, yeah. um, you know, it, 10 o'clock at night after our, our last game, we got to go walk around the strip a little bit and, you know, go through the casinos and see a little bit. So I did more sightseeing than I did, you know, yeah. partying or, you know, gambling or anything like that. But I just walked around, saw everything, but it, it's actually, you know, it's real entertaining down there. You see all the lights and, you know, the fountains, there's a lot of entertainment around there and uh, obviously a lot of good energy. So it'd always be fun to go back. That's for sure. Uh, we go every year for the, uh, the summer meetings and I'm just not a, a Vegas guy. I'm like you, I like to see the lights and all that stuff. And yeah. it's like, I'm, you know, myself, I'm in bed by 11 and I feel guilty. Yeah. Like, I should be doing I, more. Yeah. I'm in Vegas, but I, I've done what I wanted to do. Yep. Uh, there's nothing but trouble. after that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's, the true part once you get start to get closer to 30 which i almost am now it's that stuff's kind of in my past so um I, I wouldn't be as thrilled as 21 year old sean if right. he went to vegas then I'd, I'd be having a time but yeah now I'd, I'd still like to go back and you know maybe catch a couple shows and then obviously i'd probably hit the casino a little bit yeah. more now and um just to see what it's like i'd like to go with a group of buddies or something yeah. like that and just you know go yeah. to pool parties and see what the whole scene's like because i've never experienced it like during the day or you know like i said i had an extended holiday there at least and you know there's so you're, you're almost pushing 30 yep. okay mm -hmm. you're pushing it yeah. uh so but now when you get these younger guys coming in you know i talk i would tease jasmine i said you know do you like you're in your 30s but you know do the 21 year old guys annoy you 
Shazzy, Shazzy was real good with that. I'll, I'll give him credit. He's He's got the patience that um, a lot of guys I don't think have, which makes him a great captain, though, um, which he could, you know, he, he could bring the younger guys under his belt and, you know, sit and have a conversation with a guy where some just don't get along yeah. or just they're not, you know, they're, it's, they're just not that type of, I don't know how to explain it, but he's, he's good with everybody to where he could sit with, you know, a 21 year old, he could sit with a 50, he could talk to anybody and, you know, he's just, uh, everybody loved him. So uh, he was really good at that. But the, yeah, the young guys have a little bit too much energy for me now. <laughs> Um, so especially when I'm a, I'm a grumpy morning person. So right. if I don't have an hour and a cup of coffee, uh, don't talk to me. Like my mom will tell you that firsthand when I wake up and she tries to talk to me, I just, right. this is what you're getting. You're just, I, I can't respond just yet. Um, so yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I love having that young energy around the rink though. Obviously when you do come in tired some days, yeah. and, you know, when you get older, it's obviously not as easy anymore. And, um, so I love having the young guys now too, which almost goes back to, like I said, having my girlfriend's younger brother live with uh, my mom. He was there for the last month. Uh, I was there before I came back here and having two 15 year olds in the house, you could imagine the energy that's coming from them. So uh, they annoyed the, the hell out of me a lot, but at the same time they got me out, you know, we were playing basketball a lot. We were throwing the football. We were doing a lot of stuff like that. So. Uh, they got me out of the house being more active than I would have, so I'm happy. So you're embracing that. the grumpy old man thing already. I, yeah, I am. I mean, I got to do something. I can't can't sit there and be miserable when I'm tired. So um, luckily, I got some stuff to to force me out of some bad habits. So it's good. But it's also, uh, you know what? Maybe I don't want to have kids after all. Yeah, that's that's why I say I, I love being an uncle. Where right, everyone, everyone always says like you get to have fun with them. You get to be the fun uncle. Then you send them home at night, and then it's yeah. That's, that's awesome. You can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have one and that's, that's all I can handle. Yeah, just one. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could only imagine. So that's uh that's another step that, you know, I'm not, not too uh, rushing to get into right. at all at the moment. So we'll let that one happen as it's supposed to. So, you know, you're, we're going to have a, you know, pretty much really a new, new team this year. I mean, new guys. So like, you're obviously the older guys. So do guys come up to you and, and talk to you first or you, do you, uh, you know, extend that olive branch? You know, hey, I'm Sean. I'm the, you know, I'm the guy around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that's how I introduce myself, but um, no, I, I think at this point, um, you know, as you get older, you start to realize, you know, or remember how you were when you were a young guy. I know, especially coming in, uh, you know, as your first year pro, coming from juniors and stuff like that, where you're an older guy in juniors, all of a sudden now you're back to being the yeah. young rookie all over again. That's it's really nerve wracking getting into pro because, you know, even going from travel hockey. To juniors and you see how good everyone is it's nerve-wracking at the start there where you realize okay I'm not the best player anymore and then you get the pro it's even another big step and then you're around you know there's no age limits anymore so you could be playing with guys like Jamie Shaft when he's 34 yeah. 35 and uh, you walk in that room and it's pretty intimidating obviously so um, I like to be the guy now who you know at least comes up introduces myself right away and go you know if you need anything you know have any questions around town you know feel free here's my number stuff like that because I know when I was a young guy and any yeah. older guy, you know, reached out to me and helped me in any sort of way. I really appreciated that and it made the transition that much easier. So that's what I like to try to do now. And, uh, you know, I know it helps out a lot and it brings out their personality a lot quicker, too. And Schrocky was the captain yep. your first year. Yes, he was. And you guys are still buds, and Actually, right? we had Andrew Tuzzolino. Oh, that's right. First. He started at that. Two, two weeks. Right. Two, two weeks. weeks. And then he yep. was traded. That's uh -huh. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. But, no, we had uh, Schrocky for the couple of years, the first couple of years there. And, uh yeah, no, still definitely keeping contact with him. You know, I think uh, 
I've already talked to him about helping out over at um, you know the Ice House this year, uh, doing some stuff maybe with the Spacemen or the the young youth organizations there, which um, you know I'm excited to do because I started to do a lot more of that these past couple summers. You know, running lessons and I really love you know working with kids and seeing the progress that uh, you know they make, which I think he's doing a great job at so far. You know, it's, I think they needed a guy like him who's especially from the area, yeah. but also you know played at a high level and. You know, he's also, you know, don't want to give him too much credit, but he's a real smart guy. He is. He really is. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. If and you talk hockey with Shrocky, he, he will talk over your head within about five minutes. No, and it's so true. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think he's do, doing a great job over there. And, uh, you know, luckily for him, gets to do it in his hometown. So I'm yeah. looking forward to working with him more this year. And you guys have a battling hairlines, right? You guys yeah. still have that. You know what? I shaved it all <laughs> off. So now he's got nothing. He's got nothing on me. I don't know what he's waiting for, but um, I think he's just letting it go naturally, which he's holding on by a thread so uh, me too yeah. me too i've no. I, i've oh, given up dyeing my hair uh, yeah six months ago i gave up dyeing and i'm like all right i i look ridiculous now dyeing my hair yeah. and it was getting uh, used to be every six months i could dye my hair and that was like every other month yeah so, uh, all right uh, yeah someone I, is telling me something. i know i hear you <laughs> i was getting haircuts and i was just like yeah just throw that over that to make it look like there's more and then once I realized I was doing that I was like no okay there's nothing I got nothing left it's gone so I've committed now yeah but you know it's some just like the pants we were talking about some guys can rock it yeah others can't yeah as long as I have the beard I like it but I can't go baby face with the bald head I don't like that yet I think that that I gotta get used to when uh when the the face app thing came out this summer yeah. I, I did the whole look and I boy I would I'll make a horrible bald man see it's tough isn't oh. it? when you first see it it's oh. a shock to system <laughs> That's because I know I did it, you know, a couple of years ago when we had me, Maggio, and Garrett yeah. Thompson were on a line. We all shaved our heads. Well, Thompson didn't. Right. He had nothing to shave, but uh, me and Maj did. And, yeah, we looked like three psychopaths standing out there. But the first time I saw myself bald, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not ready for this. I immediately grew my hair back out. and um, But now, come a couple months ago, the girlfriend, she's like, hey, I think I like it better. And I was like, fine, that's all I needed. So there you it go. made it easier for me. There is a time when you just stop trying. Yeah. And that's actually, it's a very liberating feeling. It is actually. Because <laughs> no, now, now I love it. Because <laughs> buzz my own head at home and don't have to pay for a haircut ever again. Way less shampoo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I, the, only, the only complaint I have is when you sweat. You got nothing that stops right. it. It's just running, running right. down. So right. I got to wear a hat out in the, the hot summer weather. That's for sure. But <laughs> besides that, it's all good. So uh, hot summer weather. So what did you do this summer? What was the big, I, big I was, project? I was boring this summer, to be honest. Um, yeah. At the beginning of my summer, I had a couple weddings. You know, we had the Thompson wedding, actually. I went up to Traverse City. And, uh, you know, I think it was like me, Lowney, Baptista, um, uh, Solar was up there. We had a lot of ex and current comic guys um saw the nagels were up there as well so got to that wedding I had a couple more of those at the beginning of summer so i was kind of kind of busy there and just um the only other fun thing i did is went to uh, up to madison wisconsin to where my girlfriend's from and we went up to her family's cabin with her old family for for a week there and we enjoyed fourth of july and hung out on the lake and did stuff like that so that was good but uh, besides that i just been back in michigan and uh, finally starting to do some stuff for post hockey career um you know, my mom's a, a partner in an insurance company back home, and uh, I started to get into that and uh, took a class to get my health and life insurance license. So I'm hopefully going to start selling that soon. So if anyone wants any insurance, health, health, I think, uh, you, health or life. I think hey. you'll have a lot of uh, a lot of Fort Wayne clients there. Yeah, friend. so that was that was kind of my mom's partner's idea, too, because yeah. he's like, hey, if we can get you to you know be able to sell our product, and he goes, you know, yeah. why not expand our yeah. business outside of Michigan? So that's 
kind of what he was looking to do. So, um, but that's where my summer got boring just to the sense yeah. that, you know, I was working, working a lot. If I wasn't working out or skating, I yeah. was, you know, doing stuff for that. So I didn't do a whole lot of exciting stuff this year, but it was actually good for me because I got myself in, I think some of the best shape that I've been in, in my pro career, which has got me feeling a lot more confident, yeah. you know, this year. And I, I'm really looking forward to hockey because especially getting into real work, yeah, you're like, okay, when's this summer over? <laughs> And so I, the day I got back in Fort Wayne, I was just, oh, right. I, I'm back to my real life. So it was a big relief, but um, it was good starting that stuff. So and yeah. it's it's cool, you know. You talked, you didn't go to college, but no. other guys in the locker room went to college. So mm-hmm. they kind of have a path yeah. where you you're going to hang on to hockey as long as you can. But the guys who went to college, you know, they they hang, they hang them up sometimes earlier than yeah. they actually could because they do have something. But uh, yeah. you know, but. You know, I, I I think I would probably be a guy who would hang on as long as possible. Yeah, and I, I have heard that from most guys. You know, I think the consensus was, and I've heard this from so many guys who retired, you know, in their early 20s to take a job, which, you know, good for them. They're yeah. in good jobs. They're making good money. They, you know, have families and stuff like that. So they have to do what they have to do, which is I completely respect that. But the same thing you hear from every one of them a year later, they go, don't. Really? Don't retire. You Do you play as long as you possibly yeah. can because this will, this will always be here. Yeah, and which is, you know, it's not necessarily true. Um, you know, if you have an opportunity for a good job, it might not be there five, ten years later. So some guys have to do it. But um, you know, for, like you said, I didn't go to college, and for the longest time, I mean, even now, I still don't know exactly what I want to do after yeah. hockey. So I'm trying, trying new things at least. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell you, insurance was a a tough first thing to get into right. uh, when you haven't gone to school in 10 years and you take a five day class and they, if, you, if you don't know anything about insurance yeah, and you take that class, your mind's just going to go. And that's exactly what mine did the first day. I was just sitting there like, cause they speak in a whole different language. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. They have terminology for, you know, words we use in everyday language. No, they use a different word, but it means the right. same thing as what we use. And it's just confusing to, to learn all the terminology and stuff like that and how many different types of insurance there actually are and how insurance companies buy insurance for themselves. And that's when you go, how is that even possible? <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, I had to learn, but um, it was good challenging myself. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, conquering something else after hockey. So so were you, so you haven't been in a classroom since high school. So no. were you a good student in high school? I was not. I was okay. terrible, to be honest. Um, <laughs> You know, I. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I asked so many guys that, like, oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh stop! I, I don't have any colleges <laughs> recruit me anymore. I don't have to lie about that. Um, so anyone can go look at my transcripts, and I'm, I can't lie. So, uh, but yeah, I was. I have what they call ADD, which didn't help me at first. But I was also, I was also the kid who did hate school. Um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't necessarily hate learning, but I hated homework after school. Yeah. Which is what it was, and. You know, even my parents will tell you, I did great on all my tests in school. Like, I, I was retaining information. Yeah. But if you gave me something I had to do after I got out of school, I was, no, but I'm no. not doing that. Because, like I said, I'd be outside shooting pucks, shooting hoops. Yeah. And I wanted to do anything but school outside of school. So that's where I kind of, you know, screwed myself a little bit. And my grade point average was not good. So I was hovering around, I think I graduated with about a 2.0. So, oh. you know, you graduated, I, I graduated, yeah. which is good. But, yeah. yeah, school was just never my point of interest yeah well you know it's it's wasn't mine either I uh you know uh, I was kind of like you I was well I was uh you know if it interests me I was into it but yeah. you know I wasn't a math person wasn't a science person so that didn't exactly you know, but English history all that stuff that interests me so that's when I cared yeah no that was the same way except I, I think I was good at math but besides that I didn't care for too much else so I was good at writing I guess my mom always 
yeah. thought I should, you know, be a writer, do something like that. Yeah. Um, which I actually, I'll give myself credit. I actually, I'm pretty good when it comes to, you know, either public speaking or I'm not bad at putting my thoughts down on paper either. Um, but I don't know if that's something I'd have the patience to do. Well, I think we've had an epiphany here. If you're good at writing, you're good at making up games. Uh, maybe there's a game line that we can make yeah. up. We can write the rules. Here we go. We can... Yeah. <laughs> we'll start the second version of who wants to be a millionaire. We can, we can... Something like that. Yeah. 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 So th there you go, man. This was very productive. Yeah. So. Or we can make up a game show that makes me the millionaire. I'd actually rather do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so are you outside of, I mean, you're a big Red Wings fan, right? Yeah, you I'm. A, I'm all Detroit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, besides, like I said, hockey and football are my my main sports. I used to love the Pistons back in the day, um, but after the '04 Pistons disbanded, haven't cared for them much because yeah. they've been a lot like the Lions. They haven't done anything. They're not very entertaining to watch, to be honest. Because um, you know they had Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, all those guys back then. Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince. There he goes, starting five. So. Uh, they're real fun to watch, and uh, you know I've never been huge into baseball. I, I love playing baseball, but to watch it, yeah. I'm just one of those guys who's like, oh, I can't sit there and just, you know, if you get a perfect, say, a perfect game for a pitcher is amazing. Like to do that, the odds are just, you know, so against you. So when that happens, phenomenal. But to watch a team <laughs> at bat the whole game not be able to hit the ball, it's just to me that's not entertaining. So not a huge baseball guy, but um, but yeah, Red Wings, like you said. And, Always been a huge fan of the Red Wings. That's what obviously got me into hockey. Steve Eiserman and the great teams. I was blessed to grow up yeah. watching in Detroit my first 25 years of my life. It's, we didn't miss the playoffs for the first 25 yeah. years of my life. There's four Stanley Cups, so I'll always be a Red Wings fan after that. You could never switch switch teams after that, no matter how tough of a situation they're in right now. <laughs> but uh, we also did get Stevie Y back. So, That's right. You know what? In yeah. five years, I'm very excited to see where that team is at. So I'm looking forward to it. So you got to a lot of Red Wings games though back in the back in the Joe. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, you know, my who I call my uncle Jim. Um, it's actually just my dad's best friend, but you know they call each other brothers. So it's always been my uncle Jim. But he's uh, he's always had season Lions tickets, season Red Wing tickets. So he's taken me to to so many of those games, and uh, you know he has he always had seats seven rows off the ice in Joe Lewis. So as you know, you're right that perfect length right above the glass. So you weren't looking through the glass. You could see everything over. You could see both ends and stuff. So uh, to be able to go to those games back then and uh, you know, my dad and him were, I think they're at every Stanley cup they won um, since I've been alive. Yeah. You know, they went to Washington when they won it in 98 and stuff like that. So my dad and him really have the, the full Red Wings experience, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. uh, your dad. I mean, that your your dad is obviously a huge hockey fan, but mm -hmm. I mean, he's also so involved still. I mean, he's at almost every game. Yeah. And how is. far away does he live? Uh, it's about three hours. And he's goes back and forth oh, all the time. Man, I he's absolutely nuts, and <laughs> I you know I, to I'll give him credit to where you know I'm very lucky, especially I mean both of my parents do. My mom yeah. comes a lot now, too. she always has yeah. too, but she's you know. She had my younger brother to take care of, and she, you know, works a pretty, you know, high-empowered job and uh, stuff like that, so she hasn't been able to come as much. And my dad's laid off in the winter because he does, you know, landscaping, yeah. so when the ground freezes, he, he's got yeah. nothing to do, So, uh, which has made it easy for him. But um, just the commitment to do it is kind of yeah. insane. I think over, I think it's been, geez, uh, 13 years now since I first moved away from home to yeah. go play in juniors, and ever since then, I've I probably played – over a thousand games and I swear he's missed less than a hundred of them and it's it's bananas he's you know he's came down to Texas during the lockout year when I was playing yeah. down there um you know he's been everywhere and uh, you know I 
you know, can never express how much I appreciate that for both my parents, but also it's hilarious <laughs> to now when he walks in the rink here, yeah. nobody cares about me anymore. Oh yeah. Like, it's your dad. Oh yeah. yeah. He's such a, such a he's nice a guy. And, yeah. yeah. He's such a personal, yeah. personable guy that, you know, gets along with everyone yeah. too. And I'll sit there for 10 minutes after the game, waiting for him to finish a conversation. It's not me anymore. It's him. And yeah, that was actually the funniest part. Funniest story about him is when I first went to Erie um, as a rookie, uh, we were doing like a player signing, like before our first week of games. And uh, he was in town there and I was walking into the rink with him and walking by the, the line of fans. And I swear at least 20 people recognized him because he played there in the yeah. old Ace Atlanta coast. Hockey yeah. League, uh, for the Erie golden blades. And so he was, walking in there like steve steve's i'm going what the hell is going on i'm the one playing for this team not him and just it, it was just crazy to see how many people still recognize yeah. doesn't look like what he used to yeah and for people to still recognize him and shows how big of fans and that's why i've always considered or compared erie to fort wayne they're two small yeah. towns that just love their hockey and so it's like people remember you oh yeah like, no matter how Absolutely. long ago you played people will still remember and it's and that's awesome, yeah. and that's why I loved playing in Erie for my four years, and that's why I'm here for seven years. Because yeah. I don't, care. I'm not one of the guys who you know says, "Oh, I want to go play on a beach in Florida." It's, yeah, I want to play somewhere where hockey's appreciated. Yeah, and where you know when we score a goal, it's loud in our rink, and you can't ask for anywhere better in this league than here. So that's well, how it's I, went. I think you've officially hit legend status. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw that out. I mean, it's been seven years now, and that's that's rare. Oh, I yeah. mean that is I mean just play seven years period, but seven plays in the same spot yeah. is incredibly rare. Yeah. I, I never really imagined that would happen. Yeah. Um, I always after I left juniors, I go, you know, four years in Erie, I go, I don't think I'll ever play four years in the same spot. Yeah. You just don't think it's possible because yeah. who in pro sports in any level plays for the same yeah. team, you know, except for guys on the Red Wings back in the day who <laughs> stayed their whole career. But because, um, you know, if you're not a you know, in the NHL, if you're not a Sidney Crosby, if you're not a Connor McDavid, you're getting traded at some point. Yeah. So um, you always expect that. And I think that's one of my most fortunate parts of my career is I've never been traded. Not to yeah. say that, you know, oh, nobody's wanted to trade <laughs> me, but I've been fortunate enough to yeah. never have to worry about getting up in the middle of the season yeah. and moving, which has been really nice for me. Yeah. So. Well, we're again, we're so glad to have you back, Sid, and we're hope, uh, you know, hopefully maybe you're going to be one of those lifers who eventually, you know, stays here yeah, year yeah. round. You know what? I like the city won't let me go. I can tell you that uh, yeah. much. Um, yeah. Obviously back again, found the girlfriend here who's got a full-time job here now. So it's. Oh, there you go. So yeah. it's over for you. I know. We'll, uh... so I might as well buy a house. So <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, man, it's it's great to have you back, and I'm, I'm glad I finally got you in here. Didn't get you in here last year, but, uh, you know, you were, uh, after uh, the whole key incident, I didn't think you'd want to talk to me. So. Uh, <laughs> no, like I said, we still, we'll blame that one on Benny. We're over it now. That's All like right. the me and Jenks thing. We can get along. Again. That's right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thanks a lot, man. I no, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate it. So. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right. Yep. What a way to start off the second season of the Huntington University Comets podcast. Mitch Meinholz and Sean Zablowski. want to thank both of those cats for coming into my office and putting up with me uh, for a couple of hours. Great talk with both of those guys, and we're hoping for a great season out of everybody as we get all fired up for opening night. If you don't have your tickets... 
get them now because we're expecting a big crowd and a really great way to start off the 2019-2020 season in front of a big crowd at the Coliseum. I want to thank everybody for listening here today and link for everybody for listening to all the past episodes as well. There's 20 some odd ones so if you've got nothing to do go back listen to them all. I'm not going to argue with you. Go ahead and do it. Waste some time and uh, enjoy all of those other podcasts. So that'll do it. I have been your host, your interviewer, your all around great guy Shane Alberani and thank you for listening to the Huntington University Comets podcast and one more thing the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Huntington University.